Hello and welcome back to After the Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm joined by Derek and Tony for some NBA offseason talk. Uh, we've been grinding on After the Whistle Sports. This is our second podcast this week, and uh, there's been a lot of good news. Even though like most of the major seasons are like not going on right now, uh, the off seasons are low key like maybe more entertaining. So, uh, especially the NBA off season, which has not seen. I don't, th- I don't think the start of it has been like as good as in recent years. We haven't had like huge. I guess we had a few huge moves, but we haven't had like the one signing or like the one trade that changes the like landscape of the league. So let's just go over maybe some of the tr- like trades, some of the signings that have happened to this point. Again, we're still pretty early on in the offseason cycle for the NBA, but we got done with the NBA draft. I guess we could talk about that if we want. Um, we're currently in the summer league, which we could talk about that if we want. We are. Like I think in the third day of, of free agency, I believe, and there's been trades going on. So I want to start with, I think, something we called, even in our playoff podcast, the Jalen Brunson move. He was a, I believe, restricted free agent, right? And yep. uh, the Knicks offered him a, what, what are the exact terms of this contract? Again? It's like four, like four years, 104. Four years, 104 million, which to me, that seems like a lot. It seems like a Knicks move. But Derek, I, I think you have a you explained this to me a little bit differently when mm-hmm. it went down. So I'd just like to hear your opinion on this. Yeah. Well, so I think the move makes Jalen Brunson the 15th highest paid point guard in the NBA, which is a fair price for him because he's probably like an average starting point guard. Um, and I think that that's just like a fair price to pay for him. You know, like I I think he's probably like an average level starting point guard and. I don't know if he's worth that much, but he's definitely going to make the Knicks better, which is something that seems like they want to do. Do you pay him more than you pay Jordan Poole? So I feel that's, that's I feel like they're in a similar. Question. I feel like young guards like they're in like a young guards are really interesting. I feel like because like unlike wings, where like wings I get paying him all this money, like even mm-hmm. if they're like not as proven. But I don't know if I'm paying a guy like a hundred million who played off ball of Luca and like you know. Yeah, seems no, like a lot I, of money, okay. I, I can see what you're saying, but I think also, you know, even when Luka was out, Brunson had some pretty spectacular playoff yeah. performances. He was able to, like, run the offense and even, like, I think go up 2-1 against the Jazz, just, like, even without Luka. just, like, shows the ability of him to just play on ball, even, like, without Luka. So, I think in that case, I, I think it was a pretty good signing by the Knicks. I don't know, Tony, what do you think? Uh, besides a little bit of tampering going on, uh... <laughs> They're yeah. losing a pick for that, by the way. Yeah, they should. Like, if the Bulls lost a pick for the Lonzo thing, I think they should lose a pick Which for is this. garbage. I think tampering's a part of the league. Everyone does it. They should allow it to happen. Okay, that's two, my two cents, but... Yeah, but I, I, I do think he has shown glimpses as a superstar, though. Um, his dad is a coach on the Knicks. Like, obviously he believes in his son and would convince his front office to help believe in his son a little bit. Like, like... Relative to some of the other point guards that are paid, like D'Lo, 30 mil, like, I think Brunson's more deserving of this. Like, why don't you just pay Trey Jones? Like, you're right, like, how much, like, what is the difference? Tyus Jones? Tyus Jones, sorry, sorry. What's what's the difference between Tyus Jones and... Tyus Jones doesn't drop 40 point. Jalen Brunson is just, like, Like, a better player. Maybe I'm just super anti-Jalen Brunson, I guess. Jalen Brunson's (laughs) a a really underrated ISO player. He's stepped up in Luka's absence. He had a 40-point playoff game against the Jazz in Luka's absence. He has had multiple 40-point games during the season when Luka's been absent. 
Smith looking up some stats. Yeah, so <laughs> well, no, I'm looking up actually the salaries oh, on, yeah. on this current Knicks team because you know, like usually when a guy or like when it, when a player is signed to a team, like those teams who sign these types of players like either have a really good track record of what they do or a really bad track record. So like, let's just see the salaries on this team. Just see how they usually do when they're signing big time free agents. So um, they currently have 23 million guaranteed next year for Julius Randle. They have 18 million guaranteed for any Evan Fournier. They have 15 million guaranteed for Derrick Rose. Okay. Uh, okay, I mean, so far not I mean, good. <laughs> I, I agree with you. This is like very clearly a Knicks move. You're taking a flyer on a person. Dude, that they, have like, good they have like two hundred million tied in Brunson and Julius Randle. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's very clearly a Knicks move, but I don't think it's a bad Julius move. I mean, why, why are they doing Brunson this, could so? definitely pan out. You know? He could definitely like, be a flop. He could definitely pan out. Yeah, but, but like, like, like you Julius want Randall. Brunson on your team is like a really good second option for a championship contender. Like. He doesn't fit this roster. Like, I don't know what they're well, doing. They're trying to get rid of Julius. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, R.J. Barrett, I guess, like, he still hasn't really proven that he can be a guy. He's a solid, he's a really solid player, but he's not, like, you're not signing Jalen Brunson to, like, run alongside R.J. Barrett for, like, a deep playoff run, in my opinion. I mean, he's very so, young. They have him for four years. I can see them trying to build around him with pieces. pieces well, like R.J. Barrett's there. only under contract till 2023, 2024. Well, he still he still has he still has like bird rights, but like they haven't ex- they haven't extended him yet. That's true. I assume they're going to extend him, mm-hmm. and he's also only twenty two. So even with the, I think that Barrett could like legitimately be like a really really good player. I mean, you know who is on contract through the extra year? Obi Toppin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's been engaged in trade talks. I'm just like looking at the roster, and this roster has like. It's just tough. I mean, Nerlens Noel got traded, right? He's not on their team anymore. He's on the Pistons. He's on the Pistons, correct? Same with same with Alec Burks, right? Yeah. So I guess they opened. That's how they signed um, Brunson because they opened up that nineteen million. Well, I they guess. got rid of Kemba too. Kemba's not even on here. Yeah, they got rid of Kemba. Yeah. 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 So Kemba's not on here either. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmanuel quickly, I feel like he's actually got a pretty decent bargain. Like he's one of the guys who has like a solid contract, but yeah. the Knicks, dude, like. Personally, I wouldn't pay a guy like Jalen Brunson that much when you can get, like, a really good wing for that amount, too. Like, you know, you could get, like, a solid young wing for that, for like $100 who? Million. Like, who? like, you can get, like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, you can't. Can. Like, 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 players just aren't that cheap anymore. Is, Nick's is, have been trying, trying to fill reality. his point guard, spot and point guard spot, and this is, like, like I think this is a pretty good fit for... Well, first of all, I just am of the mindset that if you want, like, a point guard of the future, you should try to draft him. Because I think, like, point guard's one of those positions where, like, you want your system guy in there. I don't know if, like... Well, let's think about, like, point guards who've been traded and have, like, had success. Like, recently, I guess, like... Drew Holiday? Drew Holiday, that's one. But, like, there's then you... For every Drew Holiday, there's, like, the John Walls, the Westbrooks, and all those guys who end up, like, fading to oblivion really quickly. Yeah. Like, Mike cool. Conley, I guess, like, was also, he was, like, really good point guy, got traded, and now he's kind of, like, a bench guy. Maybe that's just aging. Yeah, but you're, like, but, like all these people are just, like, old, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't but e- even after, like, John Wall's first move, uh, like, when he was on, what, t- what team was he on? He was, he left the Wizards for, what was it again? Pretty uh, sure the Rockets. Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. And, like. Well, because he came off, like. Two horrible injuries. That's true. I guess. I, mean, I guess. I guess. I might be picking some bad examples here, but I'm. I, I like picking. I like. Drafting I think you just like guy. drafting like the. Six, I like drafting generational like Cade guy. You don't need like, to draft. Listen, you don't need to draft a generational <laughs> point guard. I just think you don't need to overpay a guy who's like doesn't have that high of a ceiling, which I don't think Brunson has that high of a ceiling. 
So forty point playoff games. What do you mean he doesn't have that high of a ceiling? He literally I'm, filled in for Luca's absence just fine. I mean, I th- I think I understand though. Like I don't think he's ever gonna be a superstar. He doesn't pass the eye test. I will say that not at all. But he's he's a very underrated ISO player. He, he like he plays a very grinding grit style of getting mm-hmm. to the hoop. Yeah. Also, like in terms of, like my my opinion like drafting point guards is like. In the throughout the draft, like I don't know if this is just because of, like the way the NBA shifted to like be more wing heavy or more like versatile big heavy, but there are really good point guards you can get late in drafts that can end up being like good players for you. I mean, even Brunson, he, he's like the prime example of a point guard you got late in a draft. How many point guards are drafted in the lottery this year? Dyson Daniels. Is yeah. that is uh, that it? Jalen Williams, I guess, was later. My opinion is I think you can get good young point guards through drafts that are being undervalued. So, like, I don't understand, like, yeah, but signing I don't really. I also don't trust the Knicks drafting, so... I don't trust them signing. Anyway, the whole point <laughs> is we don't trust the Knicks. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Um, next big trade, we had Rudy Gobert. Let me get the details of this, because I'm definitely going to mess up. Some of these random guys <laughs> that the uh, T-Wolves has sent. But Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves for, I believe, a package of four first-round picks... Three of them unprotected. Um, I believe... I think it's five. Five? Might have been a swap. I think uh, a swap. A not, I don't swap count, like, swaps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they sent, I believe, Vanderbilt, um, Patrick Beverly. Uh, who else they Malik sent? Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley. There's one more. There's four players. Oh, Walker Kessler. And Walker Kessler. Right. I don't think they actually signed him, though. They might have bought him out or something. I think or like, so. Yeah, he, he was still a free agent last time I checked. Maybe they just haven't negotiated his rookie contract or something. Yeah, it could be. Anyways, what are the opinions? Like, who won this trade? From the T Wolves' perspective, what does Rudy Gobert do for that team? And then from the Jazz' perspective, like, did do you think they got Rudy Gobert's value more or less or or even? Well, I think that the Jazz got a haul, a haul and a half. I mean, you're getting like a ton of value, like. The four first-round picks in and of themselves, like, that is crazy value. But you're also getting, what, Vanderbilt, who's a legitimate, like, actual player. I Malik Beasley's, I a, like, a pretty good scorer. Um, I don't know if, like, they're going to sign Walker Kessler, but, like, that sort of maybe fills your center spot now. Pat, uh, Bev. Pat Bev, of course, you know, absolute defensive menace. So, I mean, I think you get, like, a lot of good value. I think, like, the Jazz won the trade. Um, and it seems like they're heading towards, like, more of a rebuild maybe. They might trade Donovan Mitchell, which would be pretty cool. But, it's Danny Ainge, man. Danny Ainge yeah. loves his picks. Getting those picks like, is, is pretty crazy. And, I mean, we don't know how good the T-Wolves are going to be in the next, like, six years. Like, 2027 pick could be, like, the number one I have an idea pick. of what the T-Wolves would be in the next six so. years. <laughs> but I'll let Tony go first. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. The Jazz won the trade. Uh, Gobert is old. They're paying him way too much. He declines in the playoffs. They already have Cat, which means they're going to clog up the paint. Like... He plays no offense, so basically, like, hoping Ant takes the superstar jump to try and win now, which is just, like, it's risky, maybe it'll work, maybe it'll pan out. It really, it really like, we were going to have to see if they can actually get a system going with both of them, because if Cat can pick up some defensive uh, <coughs> tips, I guess, from Gobert and vice versa for uh, Gobert on offense, then maybe this could, they could be a pretty deadly combination. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, too. I think... What was sent over in exchange for Gobert was just so much value. Like the picks by itself are awesome, but I'm Vanderbilt, really good young wing. Um, honestly, like the T Wolves may have like gotten an upper hand in terms of like thinking about the trade just because they didn't have to get rid of Jaden McDaniels, mm-hmm. who was I think the one guy that they were 
like not trying to move at all. Um, which I guess that's a win for for the T Wolves, but again, I don't like. I knew I know the T Wolves had to make a move. Like they they had to get a third like I guess star. I wouldn't call Gobert really like a star. He's a great defensive player, but they had to get someone else. Okay, and I'm not sure they made the move for like the right piece. If that makes sense. I don't think so yeah. either. Like I thought they either needed a another ball handler to go with Ant. Like a really like D'Lo's fine, but. He's fine. Mm-hmm. And I think, or I thought they could have used, like, another wing they could have thrown in there with, like, McDaniels and um, be able to run, like, a more small ball lineup with Cat at the five, which people have, I've, I've read Twitter, people are saying that Cat's natural position is the four. I still don't agree with that. I still yeah. think he's a, he's a stretch five, like, that's his spot. But with Gobert in the mix, again, he's a great defender, but he has struggled, like, switching on to players, and he has struggled, like, being anything but a real rim protector. And on offense, my worry is that Anthony Edwards is really good because there's so many open driving lanes when Cat's stretched out, and he basically takes away a rim protector from the other team, like, and Ant's able to excel in his, like, best strength, which is finishing on the hoop. With Gobert, it's like, you can't put Gobert places on the floor, like, on the perimeter. Like, you just, you can't. can't So he's he's either going to be at the low block or in the dunker spot area, which... It just it, it makes it all congested in the paint. So it really depends on I guess if Cat can develop his perimeter game a lot and like become more of a like small ball four instead of like an actual like lumbering presence that he, he sometimes is on offense. But I guess this is t- again, Cat is probably happy with his move because now he doesn't have to play defense all the time. Like he can kind of just like help off and guard a guy in the corner, so We'll see how it ends up. I, I personally don't think the T Wolves got the right guy, but we'll I, I think it's like a it's a pretty interesting thought experiment. Um, I mean, to your point, I think that a Gobert ant pick and roll with cat spacing the floor would be pretty lethal. I don't think like Gobert has to clog the paint at every possession. So, I mean, it's definitely something we're gonna have to see how it pans out because like we've never seen this like interesting two big lineup before. Um, but yeah, like I again, also, I, I don't know. I thought the T-Wolves were really... Like, when the T-Wolves were at their best offensively was when they were running, like, a smaller lineup. And they were just able to, like, sp- spread the floor out and allow guys to, like, take their man off the dribble because they had two really good isolation players in Cat and, and Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Like, that was when they were at their best. So, I don't know if they, they thought their defense was so bad to a point that they needed Gobert, which also, like, Gobert in the West... Like... You're not going up against a guy like Giannis or Joel Embiid. Like you're going up against like Kevon Looney and the Warriors guys. Like does that make sense? I don't no, know. No, that, that's actually pretty true. But like I mean, uh, you do have Jokic. The Gobert, yeah, you like, do have Jokic. Gobert's staff. But is Jokic has so owned Gobert anyways. Like we know we know Jokic can can beat Gobert easily. Gobert's We've like value over replacement. Like statistically, it's like so like oh my god, it's like uh, like on the books. Like he is crazy. Like I think his Raptor rating is like a plus eight, which is like plus four higher than, like, anyone else. I think the second highest is Jokic for defensive Raptor rating. Like, he's so impactful on the floor as, like, a rim protector. But, like, I do think the Timberwolves are kind of putting all their eggs in this basket because they're not going to get much value out of him in the future. So they, they might have to implode if the Gobert thing doesn't work out and either get rid of Cat or, I guess, D'Lo and J.D. McDaniels are still assets. But, like, they're kind of at slim pickings considering they traded their picks and traded, like, Malik Beasley, Pat Bev, Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt. Like entire bench. Yeah, mm-hmm. after this trade, like, assuming they don't make any other big moves in the offseason, 
Do you guys think the Timberwolves are a top four team in the West? I would say they're probably top six. I don't know if they're top four. Um, I think I can name five teams that are like... I can definitely name five teams. Like, I would say probably the Warriors, the, Warriors. the Suns, the... I would say the Healthy Nuggets. The Nuggets probably. I'm not sure about the, the Suns. The I'll say the Clippers for sure. Yeah, the Clippers. I'm not sure about the Suns anymore, to be honest, without Aiden. Like, they I am pretty confident in the Suns. They have a really big... Well, they're probably going to get Aiden back, right? And No, I, I think they're done. They're not, they don't want to pay him a max, they said. They're gonna they're gonna try to sign and trade him like that. Okay. Well, has like, been, like, they're the gonna get like valuable replacement for Aiden, which I think will be like th- they're still gonna be Miles pretty Turner. good. I heard a Miles Turner rumor. I heard Aiden <laughs> to the Pacers. Miles Turner gets sent back. I, that makes sense. Like I don't know what else would keep them like as a contender. I guess like mm-hmm. what other centers like I, I think he has an underrated impact on the floor for them. Like I think he's their third option. In yeah for the Suns. He does have like pretty good finishing, I would say. I would, but yeah, I've been pretty outspoken about my opinions on Dion. No, obviously, yeah. obviously, you, you you're not a fan, but like, I th- I think he's like, like especially with Chris Paul's like decline a little bit. Yeah. In the postseason, like, they kind of need that other players step up in terms of production. Like they're they've been having a problem scoring as saw in the Mavs series. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's interesting because the Nuggets could potentially pan out to be better than the T Wolves. The Clippers are also a big dark horse and all of that. I think the Clippers are better than the T Wolves. Like I feel, the Grizzlies maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. oh. Grizzlies. So yeah, like that one's from the perspective like. of the T Wolves, it's like you make this play, obviously not really a long term play. Okay, yeah. like how many, like good, I guess like defensive first team years does Rudy Gobert have? Because that's I guess how you're gonna measure his success. I mean, right. I think him just, like, being there. <laughs> like, I, I think he has the defensive presence. Like, yeah, people see Gobert on the line, they don't, like, go towards him, you know? Like, he has a reputation. I think that end of itself is, like, pretty valuable. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go back to maybe a little bit more about the uh, future of the Jazz and maybe some of the moves they could still be making. You talked about a possible Donovan Mitchell trade. I personally don't believe that they're going to trade Donovan Mitchell. Like, that doesn't seem like a Danny Ainge move. Like, he understands that he is a really good young point guard. And um, I think they're at a point where, like, they don't need to necessarily, like, surround him with so much talent right away. Like, he still has a bunch of good years. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they trade Mitchell unless they get, like, a crazy offer. But I kind of want to hear, like, maybe your opinion on what the Jazz should do moving forward. Um, with that roster, with with a guy like Donovan Mitchell. Well, what I would do is I, I would trade Donovan Mitchell. I think I think going the full rebuild like route is is usually the it's one of the better strategies. But I mean, if you're not looking to trade Donovan Mitchell, I would say I guess just like slowly build around him, try to get young assets in the next draft. Like I don't I don't really know. I mean, it seems like they might want to bring someone in, in free agency after dumping off that big contract. Something like that. Well, they also traded Royce O'Neal, too, so... Yeah. Mm. I guess, like, that would align with your idea of, like, getting rid of everyone, basically, cleaning house. Mm-hmm. I just think Donovan Mitchell's, like, worth... Like, if Rudy Gobert's worth four first-round picks, like, Donovan Mitchell, at, like, a premium position is worth a lot. And I don't know, like, who's gonna be willing to spend that much for Donovan Mitchell? Who's, like, ready to be a contender and who doesn't have a point guard? I mean, I think this just this is just like the classic situation of like, 
disgruntled star players thrown into, in, thrown into trade rumors, like Bradley Beal, Dame, you see, like, all this stuff, and Donovan Mitchell's just getting added to the list, so... It's just these, like, guards that, like, s- seemingly can't win on their own, maybe, and they might want to be traded, but I don't know if it's ever, like, going to actually happen. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it will actually happen with Donovan Mitchell. I've heard I've heard both sides that they're gonna trade into the Heat. That's that's the main one I've heard. But I've also heard they're gonna re- try and build around him. The thing that confuses me is the Royce O'Neal trade. I have no idea what that was for. It looks sounds it looks like they're trying to tank for Wembenyama, but like I, I don't know. Like yeah, it's, they basically like get rid of Gobert just to get other Gobert. <laughs> You're going kind of crazy. Better, <laughs> better upgrade, like. Go bear with like offense. Let's. Yeah. I like how we're doing this here. We're just like taking players and like we're, we're going team by team based on where the players are moving. So we mentioned Royce O'Neal getting traded to the Nets. Now let's talk about the Nets. Like, they are probably the most talked about franchise so far in the offseason because of the rumors that both Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to be on different teams next year, which. This has been like this has been one of the crazier like stories this offseason because no one seems to actually have a good feel for anything going on here. Like for the like, I've heard Kevin Durant is one hundred percent going to be traded. I've heard Kevin Durant is one hundred percent going to stay. I've heard that Kyrie is going to the Lakers. I've heard that there's no chance Kyrie goes to the Lakers. What I do know is that the Nets are like really needing to not screw this up really badly. Whether they keep Kevin Durant and Kyrie or whether they get rid of them, like they have to somehow get something back because they took on a really big risk, and like you can't just fail like that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's 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 one of the more embarrassing teams of the last what like ten years or so. Yeah, I've I've heard so for Kyrie in, in particular, I've heard the Lakers are the only people that are like willing to trade, and their package is like Westbrook and a first round pick, and, like THT. maybe THT, <laughs> like. But the thing is, apparently the Lakers have all the leverage because no one wants to trade for Kyrie because he's, like, a, a nutcase. So, like, they can offer, like, Westbrook and a first-round pick for Kyrie and, like, legitimately have that happen. Um, Something I heard today was that they're trying to get the Spurs involved with first-round picks so that for the Spurs would take Westbrook's contract. Mm. Oh, so it's, like, a, like a three-team. Because mm-hmm. I think part of the issue is that Westbrook and KD, that they're not, they're not going to play together. Again, but, like, so, okay, let's say there is a third team that takes on Westbrook's contract. What like what are the Nets getting? Like one first round pick. <laughs> like like that, that, to me that seems stupid, right? You have a guy on a long term deal, like. No, Kyrie's on a one year. Oh, he's on a one year. Yeah. So that does. Ch- Kevin Durant's on a three year deal. Yeah, he's, right? yeah, Kevin Durant's on. That. Okay. That's why he's worth like much yeah. more than Kyrie. Something I've thought about too is, we've heard a lot of rumors about Kyrie being moved, uh, about Kevin Durant then also saying he wants to be traded. Because remember, this started with Kyrie saying he wanted out. And then we heard Kevin Durant, which makes me think that Kevin Durant is trying to leverage Kyrie to stay in Brooklyn. Like, he's trying to somehow leverage him leaving to make sure that the organization supports Kyrie as well. I don't know if that's completely out there. Like, Kevin Durant's saying, I might leave in order to, like, make sure that Kyrie stays. Is that too complicated, or is, is that, like, completely out there? What do you mean? I, I think I think Kevin Durant wants to stay in Brooklyn with Kyrie. Yeah, but, but I don't think anyone like wants them there. Like I've heard the Nets owner. Uh, yeah, I think that's a smoke screen, by the way. I, I I think he hates them like legitimately. I think that's a smoke screen. <laughs> I heard there is some irreparable relationships. Smoke I, I heard. I, I saw a fake. Uh, I'm trying to raise the price, man. 
I heard Katie didn't talk to the front office for a very long time, then requested a trade. I, there was some, <laughs> they were obviously fake jokes about Kyrie and Steve Nash's relationship being irreparable. Something about like, <laughs> something about him like asking to see the Kobe Bryant trophy, or MVP trophy, which is obviously fake. Like, that, that, like, ve like very clearly fake rumors, but people are definitely trying to spread rumors that the relationship to your parable. Something else I've heard is that um, Kevin Durant actually has a lot of say in the outcome of the trades, according to a lot of sources on NBA Twitter. Dude, the GM is now... KGM or something like <laughs> Kevin Durant taking the LeBron playbook. Well, the difference mm -hmm. is Kevin Durant like can't control Kyrie. Like he also good. can't create a roster. So yeah, he's he's like mm -hmm. yeah, he's pretty horrible at that stuff. So. so what I don't understand is like, is Kevin Durant in any position to say anything here? Like, he's still under contract for three more years, and the Nets like aren't able. He wants to play on a team with other stars. Okay, but he also like doesn't want to be traded for, like, these stars. Like, there's yeah, no... You can't have it both ways. Either. Like, you're either getting traded away for good players or you're not being traded at all. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be traded to the Heat and still get to play with, like, Butler, Bam, Lowry, all those guys. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not how this... Hero, that's not how this works. Same yeah. thing with, like, I heard, like... What are the other rumors? The KD rumors. Just, like, Phoenix. him going to Phoenix. Yeah. But... Again, I don't think the Nets are going to find a good enough trade partner to move Kevin Durant. So at that point, what do you do? You just, like... So I think he will play. I don't think this is a situation where he just doesn't play for two years. I don't think anyone can muster up the package that they want to get him. Like they I heard, can. Apparently, an anonymous GM said that a package consisting of Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Aiden, and Picks wasn't enough for Kevin it's Durant. It's not enough. Yeah, I don't think it is either. It's not enough. It, it probably isn't. I mean, four-year... Contracts getting like a top five, top Dude, two player. These players, okay, these players have seen like all these stars basically request trades, and the organizations just like, I guess they, they just do it for them, okay, and like they have to understand that they can't just like do that. They can't just like walk out of this. Like you need to get your values worth. Like these organizations yeah. are still trying to win games, okay. Yeah, and the other thing is is they're not just gonna trade you because you're Kevin Durant, okay. The Nets also don't have any other picks. Because of the Harden trade, yeah. So that's have made some mistakes. I feel like <laughs> it's it's definitely a tough situation to be in. You you need to like still be good, but you need to like also sort of start that rebuilding process. Maybe I don't know. It's it's a big problem for like. I think the best package I've heard. I don't even know if this is offered by either team, but the best package I've heard is Golden State with a package of like Pool, Kaminga, Wiseman, Wiggins, picks. I, I don't think the Warriors would do that. And, and I, don't, I, I agree. I don't, I, think, I, the I, I don't do that. think they should either. But so I, then is, there, is there a third team that we haven't talked about that could be the team that gets them? Like the Raptors. What could the Raptors offer? Let's hear it. Uh, Scotty Barnes, which they probably won't, which is the main reason, because they are looking for a young star in addition okay. to like picks. And for the sake of the argument, let's assume that Scotty Barnes is included in this trade. The package I heard was Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., like Kem Birch or someone, and picks. I'm still not accepting picks. that. I've heard the Grizzlies maybe offering like Jaron and then a couple other young pieces and more picks. Not accepting that either. I mean, like I think the Nets like, will have to cave at some point. But like, do they? I, though? I, they I don't, don't have to. Like I don't. I th like we don't know if Kevin Durant will play or not. Like that's up in the air. If dude, if he sits out for two whole years, like I you think, know what that does for his legacy, dude. Mm -hmm. 
I think he, he can't likely, afford that. I think the most likely option is he runs it back. They've tried to build a really good roster around him with some pretty good creative Rice O'Neal. Like Royce O'Neal with the trade. TJ Warren's pretty good. They got Joe okay. Harris coming back from injury. Ben Simmons coming back from injury, you think? Yeah, the back thing. It, like mental injury or like physical? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows at this point, but... <laughs> They're constructing a pretty good roster around those four pieces and getting some pretty solid backups. Like, they could run it back. Yeah, this yeah. Seems, with with I'm assuming without Kyrie. Like, while I'm saying that Kevin Durant, I think will stay on the Nets. Kyrie, I don't think he's gonna stay on the Nets. Like, he's. I, a I think there's actually like burn bridges with Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, like, not with the like, I think he's like lost the key to the locker room. Yeah. Like I think they won't let him in. Like his scan card won't work when he tries to get in the building. I've actually heard the rumors. Like, have you heard like after? Nash's practices, he would hold his own practices with the team for like three hours after. <laughs> like, like, what is this dude doing? Dude, <laughs> I would love to see Kyrie back up back in LA, like with with LeBron. That would be crazy, yeah. Like that'd be sick. That would be nuts. I, I would have to agree. Anyways, we did the whole Kevin Durant saga, which is probably gonna be the most. Mm-hmm. Again, we're still waiting on that. When he's when he does something, or even if he announces he's gonna stay, we'll probably have another podcast ready to go. Yeah. Uh. What are some other moves that teams could make for like possible players that are maybe on the trade block or? Actually, one move we didn't talk about was the Dejounte Murray trade. Oh, dude, forgot about that because that was almost like before the yeah. whole thing happened. <laughs> that was that was pretty early. Yeah, so. you can take that away if you want. If you have all the details for uh, that, I don't have the details, but I can. I'm... Wasn't it Dejounte Murray for Danilo, which they waived plus picks? I think it was like three first, right? Three it was three first, yeah. So, Which, like, that's a lot of picks, man. Well, DeJounte Murray and Jock yeah. Landale for Gallinari, 2023 first, 2025 and 2027, and a 2026 pick swap. Yeah, I love this trade. I for, love this trade for, for the Hawks. Okay. For the Hawks. Well, I actually like it for both. It, it makes sense. Like, pairing Trey Young with a defensive-minded guard who can also, like, distribute and play make. Is just so important. Like that was the problem with the Hawks is that they couldn't guard anyone. Like yeah. they literally couldn't guard anyone. But bringing in Dejounte Murray, one of the better two-way young guards in the league, like that is a probably like a top maybe seven, eight backcourt in the league already. Mm-hmm. And they're both like super young players. You pair that with like some of the other pieces they have. Like they have still like DeAndre Hunter. They still have guys. Collins. They have Collins. I think Collins might be traded though. Capella. Maybe. Capella, uh, Okongwu, maybe. Okongwu, yeah, I also think Capella might be traded. The Hawks still can do things to make the roster better, in my yeah, opinion. Sure. But great move for the Hawks, and then great move for the Spurs, because they are obviously rebuilding big time. They're obviously tanking for Victor. Um, yeah. And they picked up three first-round picks, which, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the move for the Spurs and the Hawks. I mean, people were saying the Spurs got fleeced, but... They didn't, dude. I mean, I think it was fair. Like, obviously, DeJounte Murray's, like, a, a pretty good player, but... If you're going for a full rebuild and you want Wembenyama, um, and I mean Dejounte Murray has two years left on his contract, he's gonna want a bag in a couple of years, and maybe that doesn't fit your timeline. So I think it wasn't a bad move. I think for the Hawks, it was it was great. I mean they get a secondary ball handler, which I think was like one of the bigger issues they because did, yeah, they did against the Heat, like Trey Young was just getting harassed. They were they, they were running they like Kevin Herter like as a secondary ball yeah, handler. Yeah, like, 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 like can't do anything. Also, where did yeah. Kevin Herter end up? Did he get traded? Kings, did, Kings, Kings, Kings. He did get traded. Yeah. Let's go. Was that a trade or was it just free agency? Oh, might have free agency. Might, yeah, might have free agency. But Good like, for him, They also man. picked up, uh, what's his name, Malik Monk, right? The Kings, yeah. 
Yeah, the Kings are subtly putting together a great offseason, yeah. guys. <laughs> King season, let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, actually, let's let's do this actually, because we could talk about draft stuff as well with this segment. Okay. Let's each pick a team, and we'll give them like draft grades for how they've done so far in the draft, how they've done the free agency, and then maybe like predictions on like what other moves they can make. Does that? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we can do that. I want to start off with, I guess. We can start off with the Kings. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like, because they're interesting, because I feel like the Kings are trying to compete, but, like, they're competing for a playing spot, which is a very interesting strategy. Kings drafted Keegan Murray. Um, I forgot who their second-round pick was, probably someone who's never going to play, but Keegan Murray looked really good in the Summer League. It's Summer League. What, what do you have to say about that? Like, I mean, as, as far as the Summer League goes, he looks really, really good. Um, but obviously, game. like... <laughs> Well, two games now. Was it was three games maybe. Yeah, I know we put up like twenty like yesterday or like two days ago, again. Um, but he's been looking like pretty good. It just looks like he can at least shoot the ball, which is something you need next to Fox and Sabonis. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily like the pick over Ivy, but I think, I mean, yeah, like. Well, <laughs> what grade like would you give him in like the off season? In the off season so far, probably like a C minus. Which is above average for the for the, for the Kings. Yeah, for, it, it's usually like, 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 like a D minus. Anything like higher than a D minus for the Kings is beautiful. Yeah, right? they'd love to see that. It's an above average. A C minus for the off season. Yeah, I think so. Dude, Kevin Herter. I mean, the Kevin Herter and Monk signings are like they're those pretty are good. good signings. Those, those right. are good signings. I would do it closer to a B to be honest. Like I would also say a B. Interesting. I like it. Like, my my reasoning is well, okay. Obviously, the Jaden Ivy thing. We'll see if, who pans out, but. History suggests Jaden Ivey will pan out. We'll see. But Keegan Murray did play a, fill an important role, which is looking for a force so Sabonis can play the five. It's exactly what they need. They made some great pickups in terms of guard depth with uh, getting Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with letting Dante DiVincenzo walk. I guess, I don't know, he went to the Warriors. But he was okay. Like, that that's probably one of my bigger gripes with the, the Kings did. But... Overall, I think they did better than they traditionally do, and for that, I, I would give them like maybe a B minus a B. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on the Kings, but I would also give them probably a B. I think again, like, I like Keegan Murray as a player. I didn't like him more than Jaden Ivey, but I guess like they went the route of picking best fit instead of best player available, which we'll see. That's worked in the past. That's also like been detrimental to a team in the past. Should be good, though. Yeah, I like Kevin Herter a lot, actually. Even though I was roasting him with, with his fit on the Hawks, I think he actually fits a lot better with um, the guards in Sacramento. Wait, so so Kevin Herter wasn't a free agency signing. He was a trade for... He was a trade, okay. Mo Harkless, Justin Holiday, and a first-round pick. So they traded a first for Kevin Herter. Yeah, so, I mean... I don't is know that, if that changes is, your That's your not an overpay, right? I'm, I'm I, I trying to talk myself <laughs> out of that not being an overpay. I mean, Mo Harkless and Justin Holiday, like... Yeah, who cares? Like, but I think the picks like, but they also they, they needed three point shooting. Is the it Kings. their pick? Um, I don't think it's their pick. It's probably like yeah. I, I don't. I don't so I'm looking through this roster. Let's see. So the Kings have like De'Aaron Fox at the one. Um, God, who are their other guards, dude? Trey Davion, maybe. Yeah, Davion Mitchell, who I still think is gonna be a pretty solid player at least. Like at, at the worst, he's gonna be like a good defender mm-hmm. in the NBA. Yeah. They also have, like, 
Justin Holiday, who I, I guess is on a one year. They deal. just traded him. They trade. Oh, oh never mind. Mel Harkless. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who else is on this team? They Herder Monk now too. Herder Monk. Herder Monk. Okay. Too. Yeah, they do like, Chimezi Metu. Rash- Rashawn Holmes. That's have Nemus Kita. Harrison Pre- Barnes still. Oh, Harrison Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. I mean, the team might make the play in. Like, I, I was <laughs> like this roster. They're not paying anyone, dude. <laughs> What's all these guys are being paid? I don't, I don't know what centers they have. Who's they have centers? Alex Lynn. Um, Sabonis, I guess, is maybe. Sabonis and Alex Lynn. Unless they trade on. And Alex uh, Lynn. Rashawn Holmes, right? And Nemus Kita. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, Nemus Kita's like he's, he's actually no, under no contract. No disrespect, but I'm, I'm sorry, Nemus Kita. <laughs> They're, they're paying know. him uh, $500,000 in the upcoming season, guys. <laughs> That's a robbery. Let's talk about one of the, another team that I, I thought is did a pretty solid job in the offseason, at least to this point, the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start off by giving them the grade, and I'm going to give them probably an A-, minus, which for the Pistons, like it's probably as good as you can get without being able to sign one of like the top-tier players. First of all, they have the most salary, like, cap in the entire NBA. So they did all this basically on the draft and getting really good values. So automatically that makes them, like, a very have a very good season offseason so far. They ended up drafting Jaden Ivey, amazing pick, best player available. Him with Cade is going to be crazy backcourt duo. Super young, super explosive. Just They complement each other so well, which is why I think that was such a great fit for them. And then they ended up trading to uh, the ninth pick, I believe, like through the, the Hornets and the King, and the, the Knicks. They traded for Jalen Duran, who, again, amazing pick and amazing fit for the team. Great shot blocker, good defender. He was like the youngest player in the draft at like 18. Exact, he like just turned 18 years old. Yeah. And he, like the core now of Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, uh, Sadiq Bey, and Bagley, uh, bat. No, no, no. You almost have me say Bagley. Dude, no. He he just signed a three-year, thirty-seven mil deal. These are four. Right? Yeah, but like, is he? I was talking about the good young core. I was, I was <laughs> no, no, come on. This is why he's not an A plus, dude. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and Duran is just. They're going to be good in the few years. I guess we could talk about Bagley. Sure, okay. go for it. I don't think he's that good. But well, sure. I, I don't think Bagley's that good either. But I think it's like it's notable that they're they have like a good young core. Um, they also signed Kevin Knox. Um, for what it's worth, I mean, he's a <laughs> he's, he's a guy. Yeah, but they also oh, yeah, that trade was too. good. I like dude, center like depth is crazy now. Him. Yeah, I like the draft for them. I mean, Burks is a pretty good veteran guard to work with, like Ivy. Yeah. Do sure. they still have DeAndre Jordan? Um, or did, was he moved? I have no idea. They still have Killian Hayes. I think, Hayes, I think right? the Nuggets signed yeah. DeAndre Jordan. Actually, still have Isaiah Stewart. They have Isaiah Stewart. This team's not terrible. They this team's actually Lin- really they good. They might have a Linux. Still, too. I mean, I think uh, I'll give him an A, honestly. Like, I, I think they just had a really good, really good offseason. Got Bagley. They really got their guys. Bagley. They have a really bright future. So. Pay Bagley thirty seven million. Really. I don't really understand the Kemba Walker stuff, and they still have a max to give out, don't they? They do. And DeAndre, dude. I don't think <laughs> they do anymore. Cause they, they traded they, for oh, because no, because they got him. They Noel took out like, and Kemba Burks, Walker. Right. They bought out Kemba's yeah. contract too. Yeah. yeah, so I actually don't think they have the max available. They, have, they also they, they have, have Jalen Duran. They have like fifty six million or something ridiculous. Uh, yeah. seventy. Oh, uh, let's see. What is this? Where can I find salary cap? Anyway, I, well, I knew that before the like the draft and stuff, and before the free agency signings, they were the team with the most cap space available. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure what that number was, but like, they did the right thing. 
Like, I'm looking at Philadelphia. Like, they, they did the rebuild, like, really well. Uh, and yeah. now we just wait. Right? We wait to see how these players pan out. And we wait to see Detroit basketball take that leap to playoff contention once again. Yeah. Um, one last team I do want to talk about. Is... Charlotte Hornets. You want to talk about the Hornets? <laughs> I was going to say the I Celtics. thought we were going to talk about the Hornets because uh, I was going to give, like, an F for the offseason grade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can go Hornets and then Celtics. Yeah, where do we even start with the Hornets? Like, honestly. They're losing. I mean, I don't think a lot of it was their front office's fault. It's like, their players <laughs> no, are I'm just like... <laughs> As a team, their offseason is, like, dreadful. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of in shambles now. I mean, I, I don't think Miles Bridges should play another NBA game. Um, yeah, but they can get him really cheap. They could. Dude, maybe this is a... Um, I, I heard they're not giving him the qualifying offer. No, they're not. Um, so, yeah. But also, like, obviously, like, the Montrezl Harrell stuff. Miles Bridges was just, like, off something. Like, he was, like, drinking lean... And then he got, like, he, like, posted that, like, on his Instagram story. And then he, like, did this other shit. So, he's, like, pretty fucked. But Yeah, he's, he's done so. Um, I also, like, am kind of confused why the Hornets traded, like, they could have got Duran at 13. And they, yeah. Like, they traded that. that was, well, yeah, like, they won Mark confused. Williams. I guess it's fine. I don't know what they gave But I don't that. think they, like, got any. Yeah, like, oh, no, no, they got the 2025 pick. Okay, but, from like. From someone. It, yeah, it's, like, I, I feel like it's a questionable. Also, like, can we talk about the fact that the coach that they hired... Decided he wasn't gonna coach them anymore <laughs> until they hired back the guy they just fired. Wait, they did. Yes, you didn't hear about that. No, what the? What Tony? You heard about that? <laughs> I didn't realize they rehired their old coach. They rehired the old coach. Wasn't it Kenny Atkinson that, they re- that yeah. was like going to get? Kenny guy? Atkinson. I know, I know Kenny Atkinson. Assistant. Like, I'm just gonna explain yeah, it. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Atkinson, the assistant coach for the Warriors, said. I mean, I think this was how how long? This was before was like right the after finals. The no, because well, he signed on to. He said he was gonna go to Charlotte before the finals. Oh yeah, and then he, he during like, the playoffs. During the playoffs, yeah, it, so, it, it was definitely yeah. late, late. Yeah, and then you have the Warriors winning the finals, and then you have him coming out saying, "Never mind, I don't want to be the head coach of the team I just signed on to." Well, this is also after Miles Bridges was like caught doing. Sure, like, lean sure, shit, sure. So, but like, anyways, he wants to stay in Golden State, which means that the Hornets, way past the coaching search, like window for the NBA. Have no coach, okay? And all this is going on when their franchise is, like, doing crazy stuff. So they hired back. I, I got to make sure I'm correct on this because, again, I could be messing up the names here. but I don't think it was, like, the guy they just fired. Yeah, I, I think, think it was so an old either. coach, but I not, think, like, a guy. Um, yeah, I think it was an old coach that they got rid of earlier, maybe. Yeah, that, that's what I think. Or who moved on. Like, wait, let me, let me look this up. So I, I want to make sure we have the right information here. Yeah, Steve Clifford. So... Where was, where was Steve Clifford? I think Dude, I'm, I'm reading random movie. stuff that like they're gonna hire Mike D'Antoni. What? Like, they already got the new coach. Hmm. Anyways, complete dysfunction. Like Michael Jordan's franchise is just, just. Yeah, this is what happens when you let a fraudulent goat come off franchise. <laughs> Excuse me, can we sound by that, no, please? I, I, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be the intro of the next of the next pod, bro. This is what happens when a fraudulent goat gets a franchise. Yeah, if LeBron ran the Hornets, you know, it's like it's not happening. Okay, well, LeBron kind of does run a franchise. Yeah. I mean, you see how that's worked out. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Uh, is there anything else we want to go over? The last thing I want to talk about is yes. the Malcolm Brogdon trade. Um, oh yeah. It, it's kind of like not as big as like maybe the John Timber trade or like the Gobert trade, but. I think it's, uh, it's still like something pretty substantial. So, I believe they gave up like uh, seven random bench players. Like the Celtics gave up like Nick Stauskas, Daniel yeah. Tice, 
it's a yeah. Yeah. Neesmith, Tice, Stauskas, Malik Fitz, Jawan Morgan, and a 2023 first for Brogdon. So just like five random, like five of their bench guys, and a first for Brogdon. Um, I don't know, Tony. What are your thoughts on this trade? I think it's the piece they were looking for. Like it's a defensive Yo, guard. He takes him over the top. <laughs> the Falcon Brogdon signing. It's a defensive. It's sort of. It's a defensive playmaking guard. I think he he had a 50-40-90 season over the last few seasons. I'm pretty sure he averaged over twenty points per game. The only thing is a little bit of injury proneness, but. Like, coming off the bench, that could help avoid that issue a little bit. Like, he was exactly what they were looking for, and I think that's a great pickup for, like, little cost. Also, by the way, Malcolm Brogdon's been in the league for so long, dude. He's 29 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? Dude, Dude, he just drafted, like, 2014. I thought he won, like, Rookie of the Year, like, three years ago. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Can Chris talk about, like, Malcolm Brogdon had, like, that Rookie of the Year season with the Bucs, and, like, like, fell off off the face of the earth. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what is he, like... What was he doing with the Pacers? I think he was actually having some pretty good seasons, but, like, it's the Pacers, so no one will talk about him. Dude, he's drafted um, so long. I think that Brogdon is what the Celtics wanted out of Derek White, uh, but I think he gives them more, like, on-ball handling and stuff. Yeah, dude, their guard depth is, like, pretty good now. Yeah. It's the Celtics, at least. I guess, what do you think about it from the Pacers' perspective? Um, Well, like, I get what they're doing. Like, they don't want to be paying Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. You know, that's what I... I mean, did they get anything in return of value? Like, the first and... Like, the maybe, first... Maybe Neesmith. Like, he could be something. Maybe Neesmith. Like, maybe Nick Stauskas on a second career rejuvenation type Daniel Tice. <laughs> Daniel Tice, but... No, to me, this is a contract dump for a first-round pick. Just say it how it is. Like, yeah. that's... That's fine. Can't believe the paces at one point had Paul George, and, like, this is where they're at, like, a few years later. But, anyways, it's a story for another day. Uh... I think we're about ready to wrap it up, unless we have anything else, any Woj bombs coming in right now. Like, We'll probably get back maybe next week or the week after if stuff is escalating in terms of trades or free agency signings. Um, and yeah, let's just hope that Kevin Durant or something big happens either way. I think I'd be happy if he's traded or I'm happy if he and Kyrie stay. I just don't want to be in like this position where no one knows what's going on which is kind of where we're at right now. But thanks for listening. We'll probably have another one of these out next week or the week after. Uh, Happy NBA offseason to all of you. And again, thanks for listening.